Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I'm that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk about 5-on-4 hockey. The NFL free agency takes center stage. We're, of course, going to award adult of the week. We're going to have a special... Upon further review, dealing with fan behavior and the NBA, interesting. But for right now, headlines, please. Dateline Columbus. Now, the Blue Jackets streaked out to a 5-1 lead against Bruins when, upon a comeback that fell short 7-4, the Bruins saw an advantage. Now, this was a 5-on-5 situation, but for the Blue Jackets, there were only four players on the ice. Boone Jenner, Riley Nash, Zach Wawrinski, Seth Jones. A fifth player, a forward, was missing. Well, the Bruins sitter Patrice Bergeron saw that on the faceoff. He won it, took the puck straight to Marchand, who ripped a shot past Bobrovsky, the goalie, for his second goal of the game and the 30th of the season. Interesting that, uh, I guess you could say, if, if things are going that well to where you can win a game and still give a goal away, hmm, I guess the Blue Jackets might be better than we thought. <laughs> but I don't think they're that much better than we thought. Not for that degree. Dateline Houston. Pitcher Francis Martis, who was recovering from Tommy John surgery, was given an 80-game suspension. <laughs> You guessed it, for violating the league's drug policy. Now, the young man didn't pitch in the majors last year from the aforementioned recovery from Tommy John surgery, but he made 32 appearances the year before for the Astros. Now, the organization supports the suspension and, of course, the drug treatment that Martez is supposed to go under, and he was caught with uh, Ciomiphene. And it's considered a selective estrogen receptor modulator, commonly used in female fertility brand name prescription medication, but it can also alter testosterone levels in men. I said it last week with last week's Dolt of the Week, Stephen Wright. I do not get why you all want to get these competitive advantages, and it all goes for naught. You're going to get caught. Why do them? You would be the Dolt of the Week, Mr. Martis. But there was someone who acted more of a fool than you did. Dateline NFL! Well, once the free agency period began in the National Football League, the action went hot and furious. Former Texans and also former Cardinal safety Tyron Matthew, otherwise known as Honey Badger, sought fortune elsewhere and got it in the form of a three-year, $42 million contract with the Chiefs. It goes in line with the philosophy change on defense that they're having in their new defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, as they switch from a 3-4 to a 4-3 base defense. Well, the Hunter Badger is not the only one who is receiving good money or at least going to green pastures. Another is longtime Raven, T-Sizzle. Terrell Suggs. Now, I talked with a VIP of mine who lives in Baltimore, and she was heartbroken when she found and discovered that Suggs was going to leave the Ravens for a one-year, 
$7 million contract back at a place where he knows very well, Arizona. And it looks like Suggs was reading the tea leaves. It looked like seeing Mosley gone and Weddle gone. He had to go to because it looked like they were going to get younger as with seeing their quarterback, Lamar Jackson. But the Ravens aren't just letting players go. They're also signing new players or signing good players. Say hello to the newest Raven, Earl Thomas, who received a four-year, $55 million contract, $32 million guaranteed, and $22 million coming within the first nine months of the contract. Yes, this is the same guy who, when he got injured last year in Glendale, Arizona, against the Cardinals, decided to give the Seahawks bench a one-finger salute. And I'm not talking about the weird number one one-finger salute either. Thomas was forever seeking to be a cowboy. It never panned out, never materialized. So as a free agent, he decided to take his talents where it could be unfurled. Where else could it be unfurled than a place that features defensive play being lauded and appreciate it in few other places than Baltimore. And that takes me to Le'Veon Bell. Now, here's the running back extraordinaire who formerly was of the Steelers. He found his new home, and it is in the Big Apple. Well, technically, East Rutherford, New Jersey. He gets a four-year, $54.5 million contract. He gets $35 million guaranteed. The pluses, that's the biggest guaranteed amount for a running back that's ever received ugh, the pluses that's the biggest guarantee that any running back has ever received in the history of the nfl and he gets to play in a bigger market the minuses which are many one he didn't get the deal that he wanted two he still is not the highest paid running back in the league and three he was seeking at least 16 if not 17 million dollar contracts when a team just wasn't willing to give him that type of contract much like they would wide receivers. His argument has been that he's more than a wide receiver, which I would argue that he is, but he primarily makes his living, at least the NFL version of it, as a running back. And seeing what has happened with Gurley over this past year after he signed his John Hancock on his contract, that's what you get. But quite possibly the best story of the free agency market, not saying biggest splash, not saying most surprising story. We'll get to that a little later. But just in terms of the heartwarming good story, almost champions personified worthy, is former Eagles and also former Chiefs, uh, is former Eagles and also former Chiefs quarterback Nick Foles, who now is a little bit richer. He agreed to sign a four-year, $88 million contract with 50, over $50 million guaranteed and could possibly be worth up to $102 million if he nails all of his, uh, if he nails all of his incentives. The backup quarterback turned Super Bowl MVP of last year's tilt, caught big time fame and also has drawn, please don't go chance, I guess you could say, from the Eagles faithful because, well, they're not as strong or as hopeful in their young star, Carson Wentz. But the Jaguars needing to have, I guess you could say, a better quality of quarterback in the form of Blake Bortles. He's gone. Foles is there. And now can the offense be better? And can the defense step up and play their 2017 best, not their 2018 worst? Big times ahead, free agency has been exciting for the NFL. 
And there's more to it than the ones that I've just mentioned. Later, we'll have the adult of the week and touch on fan behavior and upon further review, but that's for later. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the biggest move in the NFL in quite some time. And you know I'm going to go With Gonzaga not winning the West Coast Conference Tournament, it seemed to open the door for not one, not two, but three ACC teams. And I actually said before the tournament began that with Gonzaga's loss, it opened the door for having Virginia, Duke, and North Carolina claim number one seeds in three separate regions. What do I think about the three ACC teams becoming the number one seeds in the upcoming NCAA tournament? We have to tune into Cold Sports Extra. That's only on Patreon.com forward slash Cold Sports with a Z. Go there and you will hear that exclusive content all for your pure enjoyment. This hit the NFL wire. The sports world absolutely became unglued. So last year, number 13 of the blue, meaning of the Giants, Odell Beckham Jr., or OBJ, signed a five-year, $95 million contract with $65 million guaranteed. He was due to be the guy in all of New York. He was the cat's meow. He was the... Number one player on that team that, of course, was not Eli Manning. But a funny thing happened on the way to this offseason. After Gettleman, said the, the general manager, said that he didn't sign him just to trade him. He is no longer a giant. He now is elsewhere. Where did he go? Well, I'm about to go. Odell Beckham Jr., the one-handed catching wide receiver, the one who is considered to be, amongst many, the best talent in wide receivers of all of the NFL, he had an address change. He no longer will ply his trade 365 in the Meadowlands. Oh, no. He now is going to be running routes for Baker Mayfield. 
Now you're saying, well, Baker Mayfield isn't a giant. No, he's a Brown. Number 13, Odell Beckham Jr. is been traded from the New York Giants to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for a first round draft pick, a third round draft pick and Jabril Peppers, the young safety that actually showed some promise last year for the Browns. Now, normally you would think a, a, a receiver who is considered the number one or number two overall, and in my opinion, I would say number three or four is more accurate, would command at least two first round draft picks. But we saw last week when Antonio Brown went from the Steelers to the Raiders, he didn't even command a first round draft pick at all in return. The Raiders stole Brown. And you could probably say to a degree, the Browns stole Beckham too. After all, we are talking about the first receiver in NFL history to not notch one, not notch two, but three consecutive 1,300 yard seasons. That's impressive all its own. And he has caught at least 90 catches three of the four years that he's played. So you're saying to yourself, well, why would they trade Odell Beckham Jr. So I actually had to ask that question of the NFL correspondent to Cole Sports, Christian Simpson. And we're going to have him eventually uh, soon on the show. And he actually said something that made me think very long and hard. He said, you know something, the, the you know something, the, he said, you know something, the Giants are looking to get young and they're looking to rebuild. And they see that Eli Manning is on his literal, literal last legs. They saw Landon Collins leave because now he is a member of the Washington NFL franchise. Six years, $84 million. Con- uh, six years, $84 million. And so they, they're saying, well, the only t- big time talent we do have now is Saquon Barkley, who is now in the backfield of the Giants. We might as well get rid of him. And I agree to a certain degree with that. But I also will add this caveat. The antics that Mr. Beckham employed, I think also wore thin, not just on the organization, but I think it wore fan, I think it wore fans, the nerves thin too. And let's be completely honest. Did he really ever fit the scope, the landscape and the mentality of the Giants? You know, when you think of Northeastern New Jersey or New York altogether, you, you do think glitz for new york but more often than not you think blue collar you think you think a guy that it would have a little more toughness than usual and did beckham really fit that not really but he is uber talented no question about that but just transport your mind to think of where beckham landed look at the talent that surrounds him i already mentioned baker mayfield he's the quarterback young he rejoins a good friend of his a fellow lsu teammate and Jarvis Landry, young. He also joins the running back tandem of Nick Chubb, young, and Kareem Hunt, young. Now, he won't play with Hunt until roughly late October, early November, because the NFL levied an eight-game suspension on him. So he won't see time until well into the fall. All of those players I mentioned, and I could go on the defensive side too with Garrett Miles, all of them are 26 years old and younger so you're looking at a talent riddled team i mean they are just teeming with talent and it just looks like the browns finally are knowing what they're doing and they are pursuing excellence as we see it that they're building a squad where talent and ambition are married together 
and I can say it right now. Now they award these the night before the Super Bowl. So when the NFL honors happens next February, you can close the competition right now. There isn't a debate, no, not a question, not even uh not not even a thought process to anything else. The NFL's executive of the year, uh, the NFL executive of the year is one John Dorsey, the general manager of the Browns. Show of hands, VIP. Who of you thought that Odell Beckham Jr. was going to be a Cleveland Brown by 2019? Okay, I'm waiting. Raise your hand. One of you. One of you raise your hand. That's what I thought. I can't even raise my hand with that either. Nobody thought that Odell Beckham Jr. was going to be traded from the Giants. Everybody thought, especially with the contract, Everybody thought, especially with the contract that he landed last year, that he was going to almost forever be a giant. That when you associated big time wide receivers, you would think, okay, well, Jerry Rice, 49er. Now he did play with other teams, but 49er basically was what he was. Michael Irvin, Cowboy. Chad Ochocinco slash Johnson, Bingle. Now, I mean, it was getting to that point. Andre Johnson, Texans. It was almost getting to the point where we were thinking, okay, well, OBJ, giant. We can't say that anymore because he's now gone. This is what I think led to the Giants thinking about getting rid of Beckham. Now, I mentioned before, they want to blow up the team and rebuild it from the ground floor, literally. Now, I don't know if some of you are saying, well, wouldn't that also apply to Eli as well? Yeah, but I think they're married to the understanding of, well, you really can't kick out quarterbacks. Unless they really, really, really are on their last leg. And Eli is close to that, but he's not there yet. But he's going to go. And then when he does go, what then? Unfortunately, I hate it for Saquon because it looks like it's he's going to receive similar treatment to that of Walter Payton of the Bears from the mid-70s to roughly the early 80s where the offense was just him and nothing else. And because of his sheer will, they got to the playoffs a couple of times and they, they were respectable, but they weren't talented enough to overcome teams like then the Steelers, the 49ers, or the Cowboys, or the Washington NFL franchise. They weren't talented enough. They finally got there, of course, with the, in the mid eighties, but by then Peyton was what, 32. He was battered, bruised, and beaten down because, well, he basically was the only option on offense for the Bears. With Saquon, it looks like it's getting to that point with him already, and he's only played one year there. But like I said, I think the the baggage that Beckham carried with him and the fact that the the reputation on him now is that he could be temperamental and difficult, I think it wore the Giants organization thin. I, I think they, they wanted to have freedom from that. They wanted to be distant from that, and now they have that freedom and distance from that and from him. But what can a 26-year-old wide receiver do to a burgeoning offense, a fledgling offense such as the Browns? He can give them instant credibility now. And I didn't even mention the tight end, Ujoku. I mean, that that offense of the Browns is loaded with talent. The only thing they need to do is retool their offensive line. That's the only thing they need to do because they got the running backs. They got the wide receivers. They have the tight end. Now, they could probably draft another tight end to improve on depth. That's the only thing they need, just to retool that offensive line and you're looking at probably your future AFC North champions that will rule the division for years to come, provided that the Ravens don't build their roster up and get as strong as the Browns have gotten to match them. 
But we can say that there has been a brownout in New York and they're going to miss number 13. But I think what we're going to gain is a feel good story of one team that has only seen the playoffs once in the last 20 years and has not tasted a playoff victory in 25. Better times are ahead in Northeast Ohio. And I'm not talking about the Cavaliers. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. So to the VIP that reps the Browns hard and check out Brownstown USA, that podcast is awesome. My man, my man, L.A. brought us. I know you are beyond the moon happy. And I'm happy for you, brother, because it looks like your team is about to become a huge problem for the NFL in short order. Maybe this year. When I return, the adult of the week is next. You've tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. March 16th. 2018. The overall number one seed, the Virginia Cavaliers, were riding high off of their ACC championship in the tournament, and they were facing the lowly number 16 seed, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, or UMBC. Charlotte was the place. The result did not favor the University of Virginia. She can't come up with enough. Absolute. Incredible performance. Shock it all. In college basketball, UNBC makes history in Charlotte. The 74-54 loss that Virginia took was the first for a number one seed in the NCAA tournament to go down to a number 16 seed in its history. Virginia becomes the first number one seed to lose to a number 16 seed in the NCAA tournament on this date in 2018. From the vault, brought to you by Goldsports.
Johnson here. Let's just get right to it. The music is cut. Don't of the week. Don't of the week is sponsored by nobody, but we still are going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Dota of the Week is... Current UFC fighter and former UFC champion, Conor McGregor. Now, I'm not doing this because this is the St. Patrick's Day edition of Cold Sports of 2019. No, I'm doing it because... Mr. McGregor is truly adult. Now, what makes him adult this time? Well, he was trying to have a good time in Miami when he had an encounter with one Ahmed Abdizak. Now, it had an encounter with him and a cell phone. McGregor took the cell phone and allegedly broke it. Now, the London resident Abdizak had this to say about the encounter altogether. Quote, he came to shake my hand, and as soon as he came to shake my hand, he pulled me in and grabbed my phone and started smashing it. All these security guards literally surrounded me and pushed me out the way, and he's stomping on it. He was a lot rude. He was like, get the out my face. Move. And I was like, yo, sir, I, I can I have my phone back? And they said, move, man. Connor said what Connor said. Close quote. Well, after that, hours later, Mr. McGregor was arrested for strong arm robbery charges and criminal mischief. Now, this this would carry a maximum jail sentence of 15 years, the strong arm robbery charge, and the five years would carry the criminal mischief charge. Now, McGregor was bonded out of jail, $12,500 worth, and he has to go back in court next month april 10th actually is the date and that actually is the time after the six-month suspension issued by the nevada state athletic commission runs out on the melee that he was a part of in ufc 229 yes the the same melee with him and 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 habib Nurmagomedov. that same melee that happened at ringside and in the here's what i have to say about all of this you and your lucky charms looking behind need to be shaken Son, what's wrong with you? Is it that you want to act as though you got no sense whatsoever? Now, you could probably talk your way out of this one. That's not why I put you as adult. I put you as adult for this one simple reason. You can't keep your trap shut. You can't keep out of being in trouble. And you can't keep out of being in the center of controversy. This is just your norm. This is just how you do business. This is how you get down. And, uh, and and the act is old. The act has been old for many years already. And you can have your Irish faithful chant you on and, 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 and go Connor, 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 and ole, 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 all they want. It doesn't matter, dude. You just are a bad seed. And, and it's as if you want to take the persona that you have made as in this guy who doesn't give a crap and would fight anybody, whether on the street or in the octagon. You live the gimmick, man. It is like wrestling. You're living the gimmick. And you know what? It's comical. It's cartoonish. It's buffoonery. It's something we don't want to see. We want to see an actual human being. 
Not a fighter that doesn't know how to act like a human inside and outside the ring. You know, the antics that you do in in pre-fight press conferences, cute. Post-fight press conferences, cute. On the street, that makes you a thug. T-H-U-G, thug. And it makes you an unappealing human being. Who would want to hang around you? Just give me the person who wants to hang around you when you basically have your top flipped and you're that hothead in... I can't think of the Pixar movie, but you're that character where you just get steamed all of a sudden and fire just shoots out the top of your head. That's you. That's you, McGregor. You all day. And everybody can be entertained by you wearing this mink coat with your 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 skin tatted from head to toe and you act as though you're a pimp. I don't care. You need to get off of my TV set and out of my life because you act as though you have no decorum. No decorum. No sense that God gave you whatsoever. You act as though you don't have it at all. At any stretch of the imagination. You act as though you don't know what it means to act like a human being. You want to always act like a savage. Well, guess what? Life isn't like a ring where you get five minutes around to do damage and inflict damage upon anybody you see fit. But in your case, hey, you have a great burst the first two rounds, but you want to have an oxygen tank roll to you starting the third. So instead of 25 for you, I'd probably say 10. You're an embarrassment on the sport, man. You just are an embarrassment. I would take seeing Floyd Money Mayweather act the buffoon that he is more than you. I would take his black Richie Rich act before I would take your white thug one. Trying to act like the Irish Eminem for some reason. I would take that act over yours and not because of skin color, but because Floyd actually acts as though he has some sense sometimes. You don't. You act like you're the 30-year-old version of Oliver Twist. And so I guess for you, instead of instead of kisses, you get kicked. Instead of instead of treats, you get tricked. Uh fine. 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 I I, I don't care anymore. <sighs> Already told your president, Dana White, that I don't want to ever see a UFC fight and won't pay for it again. Partially because of you and your act. And you can't sustain it too too much longer because you're going to have one of those sparkling white hot careers that got you to the top and you're going to spectacularly flame out. And I don't want to see it, but you're giving credence to the fact that we are going to see it. Not me, Connor. Not me. So when you plead your case to the Day County courtroom in which you'll stand trial or at least be arraigned next month just know that for some reason you don't have the sense god gave a gnat to react to react in a human manner that you just simply want to treat everything as if it's a ufc fight because i think you're starting to realize something in very short order here's what you're starting to realize you and what you do best It's about to come to an end. Now, I'm not saying that you can't fight anymore. No, I'm not saying that. 
I'm saying that people are going to clamor to see you less and less and less. Part because Father Time has started to take effect. In part because you're more and more showing that you suck as a human being. I'm not saying that you do. I'm saying that your actions are showing that you are sucking as a human being. I don't want that for you. But you want that for yourself. All right, me matey. Enjoy your time. Drinking your pints. Getting your jollies. And being irrelevant. When I come back, do we really have freedom of speech in sporting events? Upon further review, is next. Perfect. of the month this week on Patreon thank you VIP Is the NCAA tournament breaking down? We'll talk about that. We're going to have a Champions Personified edition of Upon Further Review. Of course, we're going to have the Dolt of the Week. And we're going to see what else spills out with the free agency in NFL. Who else is going to make news in Major League Baseball? We have another 80-game suspension of a pitcher. And the NBA winding itself down in the NHL as well. They're now in the home stretch of their regular season. Their postseason begins less than a month from now. All of that will be at your fingertips and at your earbuds. That is for next week. And tune in to other bonus content only on Patreon. You'll access it on ColdSports.com. I'm excited to hear what you all think about the extra content that I'm providing for you, the VIP. But that's for future episodes and future time periods. For this one, though. Now, we go to sporting events, we feel the need to get off energy, let loose steam, right? But what happens when that freedom of speaking, what is on your mind to some people, what happens when some of them think it's going too far? I will talk about that in Upon Further Review. Sell the team. Close quote. Those three words got a Knicks fan banned from attending any Madison Square Garden events. Not just Knicks games. He can't see 
any Rangers games. He can't see any concerts that could take place there. Along with, he can't see Knicks games there. All the fans said was sell the team. That, that's all the fans said. Sell the team. And promptly, as if I guess he can't hear anything else, the owner of the Knicks and Madison Square Garden as well, Mr. Jim Dolan, saw the fan and told security to kick him out of the building. Now, it's embarrassing that a couple of years back, he threw out one of the Knicks faithful in Charles Oakley. And then, I guess, pressed charges because he had the guy arrested too. And this, I think, took place, what, what, a little more than two years ago? Does it surprise you that you have this guy who seemingly just isn't interested in what you all think as a Knicks fan do something like that because it shows that he's so thin-skinned? Now, I, I could take up plenty of time as to what I believe James Dolan is because most of it is not good but I'm not really focused on the feelings that he that that Dolan must have I'm focused on the content that was said from the fan now I didn't really think of it as much here as I did with the with the incident in Salt Lake City here is the accounts from one Russell Westbrook when he addressed a fan there now in the post-game press conference or I should say in the post-game locker room interview, Westbrook said that the man and his wife told him, Russell himself, to, quote, get down on your knees like you used to. Close quote. Well, the Jazz announced that the fan was permanently banned because of, I guess, what security has deemed to be improper behavior said to Mr. Westbrook. Now, Westbrook, in his expletive latent tirade he was fined twenty five thousand dollars by the nba some were saying that he didn't deserve the fine but i said okay well understand this westbrook went off with his mouth in front of children uh, you, you can't have that language you could say well it's fair game because this this is a grown man thing yeah fine but the nba has to protect the this game is for everybody image and so if you were to go with the well we're going just straight up targeting the 18 to 35 market where language pretty much doesn't really rate high on the priority list of those who are in that age bracket. But it would if you were younger and it would if you're older, because normally younger, you're being reared by adults <laughs> and older. You normally have you normally are watching those types of programs that's children friendly and you're taking your children in into environments that supposedly are child friendly. So the fine was just. Still not focused on what happened with Russ. I'm focused on what happens to the fan. Now, the fan himself said that all he was saying was, you know, you know, just, you know, keep your knee, keep your, uh, your knees iced up. Basically just sort of giving him a hard time, but not being belligerent or in Russ's words, racist in, intent. Now, after this one, there was another fan that was banned for life from the Vibrant Center <laughs> for similar behavior. So Westbrook got two fans banned from attending jazz games. Ugh. I always go back to an album title that Ice-T put 
put forth, and this was, I think, back in 1990. We all like to embrace, be at home with, and awash ourselves with the cloak of, well, we have freedom of speech and it is protected by the First Amendment. Yes, it is. And you're exactly right. Unfortunately, it does not say that you have the freedom to not accept the consequences of what you say. And Ice-T had an album which was entitled, this was the full title of the album, Freedom of Speech, dot, 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 just watch what you say. And that's the thing. I think people have to understand that just like I at times have to ascertain that there's times where you say something and you have to understand the consequences that come behind it. You have to accept it. Whether you want to or not, you have to accept it. Because if you're bold enough to say it, you're bold enough to accept what is coming behind it. So if I were to say Trump sucks, I have to come with the understanding that somebody who actually supports Trump will look at me and say, okay, that's why you suck. I have to accept that. If I were to say Trump is the greatest president of all time, I have to accept someone who would say to me, you must be out your mind. You must be smoking something. You must have hit your head on something because you're stupid to say something like that. I have to accept the consequences for what I say, whether I like them or not. Now, do I think the the phrase sell the team is worthy of suspension or banishment? No, I don't think personally it is. And if I were the owner of the team, I'd probably look at him, laugh and say, <laughs> not in your lifetime, buddy. And keep walking, you know, not in your lifetime, buddy. But thank you. Thank you for coming. I promise I'm going to turn the team around. But no, I, I, I can't sell the team. Have a nice day and just keep it pushing. Would it hurt my feelings if I heard someone say that? Of course. But what I go to what I go so far as to be that petty and ban the person from my establishment. No. He didn't, he didn't insult my family. He didn't come after my wife. He didn't come after my, my belongings. He didn't rob or steal anything. He just expressed his opinion. And I may have a disagreement with it, but that's as far as it's going to go. Now, now, as for the Salt Lake City brouhaha, I just simply did not like how Westbrook handled it. I, I really thought that was, in my purview, immature. You know, like I said, we, like I said, actually on the Mocha Minutes podcast with uh, Stephanie. Wonderful podcast. You got to listen to her. Humorous and entertaining and thought provoking all at the same time. Six months ago, I talked about Serena Williams and I said, you know, we want to see our athletes excel and want to see us. We want to see our athletes be vibrant and, and spirited and passionate, but we don't want that passion to bubble over. And and I said to her, when I see an athlete sweat, that makes me wince. And so when I saw Westbrook allow us to see him sweat in that moment, I winced. And like I said to her, I'm like, I said that about Serena. I say that about a man athlete. And I'm saying this about Westbrook. Everything else. Okay. He dropped some bombs. But what he said, no, I don't want my athletes to be like that. No, I I don't want that. Because you're supposed to show us you're better than that. That you're above that. Yeah, show passion. Sure, definitely. But show me that you're the same guy that, that, that handed your shoes after, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a Philadelphia game or a Washington game. Well, you handed your shoes to a seven-year-old and you bigged him up. Show me that you're that man. Don't show me that you're the man that if someone gets on your skin enough, you'll threaten them and just go F-bomb all over the place. I have this challenge for you, Brody. You know how you say that you have the I don't give an F disease? Well, don't give don't give a crap about that. Let what they do in the stands, let it be them. Just get security and say, you know what? That fool is acting up. That fool is acting up a hole, and I want him out. Do that, but don't just go full tirade because it doesn't do anything. Bring attention to it. 
Definitely. Should a fan go that far for what you said? Unfortunately, I haven't heard what the fan said, so I can't say that this happened. But allegedly it was said. Can I endorse what the fan allegedly said? No. But can I endorse what you did in reaction to that? Heck no. I can't endorse that. I can't second that. I can't co-sign that. But what I can do is as a fan, and I would cheer against you because I'm not a Thunder fan. I'd say, you know what? I love your game, man. But I don't want you to go over on my team. You can do what you want, but I don't want you to be one point better than my team. I want to see you go down. That's the energy that I'll come at you with. Now, the energy that you alleged that they came at you with, it wasn't cool when it happened then. It wasn't cool when it happened because the second fan that got banned, this happened back in May when, oh, I should say back in April when they played the first round last year, the Thunder and the Jazz. That was a good six-game series too. It wasn't cool. It wasn't cool last week. It wasn't cool 10 months ago or now 11. What is cool though is seeing you play and just simply not letting what opposing road fans do get to you and the same thing for you dolan you own the team and and i've heard that if you were to sell the team it would be worth two billion dollars you have too much value to care what a fan thinks if you should or should not sell the team you have too much to care about commenting back even if that was the case let alone banning him but i'll say this for the fan in you if you know that you're going to go out and you're going to say something mm, derogatory. If you're going to say something injurious. If you're going to say something antithetical to the atmosphere around you. Then it's not good. I'll put it this way. And I know this will probably turn off many VIP. But I don't care on this one. If you say something in your head and you after that say. Can I say this to my own mother? And if the answer is no. Don't say it. And there's a few things that I think you would not say, a few things that you would say to your mother that is beyond respectful. Very few. So if it's to the point where you cannot express your thoughts in that manner, don't be intelligent. Think in the words of Robert Kelly, use your common sense. If something were to pique your ire, draw your ire, if you were to be in James Dolan or in Russell Westbrook's shoes, don't do it period don't do it don't say it don't entertain it it's that simple but we have our freedom of speech right remember just watch what you say because there's three instances where something that you expressed can get you kicked out of watching a sport event live so words do matter so does how you cheer and how you cheer. Remember that. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is flashing like a neon sign. Subscribe to Cole Sports with a Z dot com. If you want to say it with your chest. If you want voiceover, so commercials done by this voice you're hearing. You want to read whatever books I have on sale. You want to hear the guest appearances that I have made on other programs outside of Cold Sports. You want to join that five. Uh, you want to join that private Facebook uh, group that I have, the Cold Sports VIP room. You want to reach to me or reach out to me through email, or you want to get the exclusive content. Uh, 
or you want to get the exclusive content that you can only get on Patreon, well, no, you don't have to get it only on Patreon. You can get it through ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You want to listen to this brand on other platforms, you also can access that as well on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And there's only three, three simple things that I ask of you. Love your neighbors yourself, along with loving yourself with your heart, mind, and spirit. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.